What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Drunk Turkey Show. Jaime is coming in. That is actually an effect. That is not him rolling in. As you can see, that was real smooth. It's a green screen behind him. How did you do that, Jaime? Tell everybody. Uh, magic. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody's having a great morning, a great weekend. It's football Sunday for me. I'm excited about today's game. Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be taking on the Cleveland Browns. I'm not really in stadium, but I wish I was. Big Blue, where are you at? What are you doing today? Did you just get off work? No, no, I was actually off yesterday. I went to a, a Friendsgiving, so I'm a little hungover. Not too bad. Had a little bit of... <laughs> a little too much turkey? Yeah, too much turkey. You know, they brined it with too much vodka, I guess. So it was a good, <laughs> <a> good night. <laughs> I thought so, man. That, that's pretty cool, man. I... um. I went to sleep early and <laughs> didn't consume any alcohol. And that's about it. I mean, I'm boring. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't I don't do much. You know, I I I watch football. I consume my time, my free time, um, with my with my daughter and my wife, but then also with this with this YouTube stuff in this case. And that's about it. That's all I do now. You know. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I enjoy it. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, man, because when I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm missing that I did something. I had something planned. I don't have a day where I can literally say, oh, I laid around the house all day because I get very few of those days, man. I always have something planned. Somebody's got something planned. Got an invite over here, work, school, everything, man. So kids have projects and all this stuff, so. <laughs> always busy for some reason. But yeah, makes time by go by fast. Right, I was gonna say, man, if you're not busy, it's it's usually not a good thing. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I like to be busy. So we got a couple of things that we're gonna be talking about today, though. We're gonna be first and foremost. Um, yeah, thank you for those that have emailed us some questions. I'm not gonna be able to give all or or. Not all of the questions will be asked of the uh, when we do interview um, the uh, Gonzalez family. Uh, that's still in the works. We still haven't confirmed a date or time or any of those things yet. Um, but it, you know, it should be happening pretty soon. If you do have questions, if, if one does come up that um, me myself or Hyman and Blue haven't put together on a uh, on our sheet of questions that we already have, uh, it would be helpful uh, just to make sure that. Uh, the goal is to answer some of these questions that are lingering out there. Like, for instance, I had already asked her about, you know, Kaylee and Maddie um, walking the dog after they got back from the grub truck. And she said that that was false. Nobody saw that. That wasn't on any video or any of those type of things. And so um, that's already been confirmed. Uh, there's a few other questions that are going to be confirmed. Like, for instance, uh, one of the questions that I'm going to ask is, um, how much of Kaylee's stuff was in Kaylee's room? You know, had she moved out yet? When was she planning to move out? You know, those type of things. You know, it's not going to be anything regarding the case or any of those things. So I'm not going to I'm not going to ask anything that's going to violate any kind of gag order. And I'm also not going to go into anything that, you know, I don't want to ask a parent of a victim, you know, so we're not going to go into injuries or any of those things. But uh, some other of those questions that maybe um, you might be hearing that, you know, can 
be construed um, differently. Like, for instance, the uh, Kaylee and Maddie walking the dog. You know, that led to a bunch of theories. One of the theories was that they had seen um, they'd seen a masked a masked man while they were walking the dog at two in the morning. Well, that's completely bullcrap. Didn't happen, right? Um, what what do you guys think? What 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 um you guys have come up with a few questions. Um, oh, that's a good one. Is there a co-defendant? I'm not sure if they would know that. That's more of the um, I guess the prosecution. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so too. I don't know if they will give up. I mean, obviously there's gonna be rumors, right? But mm -hmm. to be confirmed, on I think it's just gonna be on that side, on the prosecution side. Yeah, I think one of the one of the ones I forgot to mail that we got questioned about a couple of days, weeks ago, or days ago, was if the dog got taken to the vet because it got injured by the the uh, perpetrator, which I don't think happened, but that might be one we can add to the list. Oh yeah, and like what? Where did the dog go? Yeah, and things like that. Because I had heard it went to the animal shelter. Yeah. Now the the reason the reason why it would go to the animal shelter, you know, because there's a you know people are questioning why would it go to the animal shelter? That's a good question to start off with. Um, one, the owner of the dog is deceased, right? The one that was there, Kaylee, and the other owner of the uh, the dog is in question at police station. So there's nobody to take possession of that dog at that moment. You know, things are going pretty hectic. Um, resources are limited. It's not like 60 agents of the FBI showed up the minute that the phone call came in uh, that there was a quadruple homicide or an unconscious person. Right. And, you know, that took some time. And, you know, in those type of situations, you would take the dog to an animal shelter. The animal shelter is not going to, you know, release that dog to anybody else. Uh, there's a hold on that animal. And so I know that somebody was worried that, well, if somebody came in and adopted the dog before, you know, Jack could go pick him up, that that would not have happened. You know, there's there's certain procedures and stuff that that have to go into play. Um, but one other big news that I, I do want to bring up before we get into all the coworker questions and comments. We're going to have a guest on the show. We're working on a time as well. We've already confirmed that she will be on the show. Her name is Amy Lock. Lochran, and she is um, known as the good nurse. You guys have seen Netflix, uh, or you guys are, are on Netflix. I recommend watching the movie, The Good Nurse. There's also a documentary on Netflix referencing The Good Nurse, and this is referencing the Charlie Cullen case where he was basically, um, I think he took the lives, or he's been arrested and charged and convicted for taking the lives of 29. Uh, individuals. And what, he was a nurse at a couple of different hospitals. And what he was doing was an injecting, um, he, he was injecting medicine and glucose and uh, insulin and, and a bunch of other things that would go, would act, would react with their patient in a negative way and ended up taking the lives of 29. She's going to be on the show. She's excited to come on. Uh, I think Monday we figure out more or less what time tomorrow, more or less what date and time. Uh, but we're probably going to push it out. Maybe once we do find out, it's probably about a four or five day thing just so we can kind of promote it. Um, but she she ended up being the nurse that helped catch him, so to speak. 
And if you go watch the movie, The Good Nurse, and it shows you how things went down, it's a great film, great documentary. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it yet, but uh, Blue, I think you were familiar with it. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on that case and, and just have you, having Amy on? Well, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be pretty cool. I have a couple questions to see. Okay, it tells her, her backstory more. I want to see uh, how she's doing, but also she was really good friends with them. You know what I mean? The, the way the movie portrays it. And I want to see how I got to look up to his story more because I know we were talking earlier that it could be way more than 29. And I want to see if the police have any, like, released any information to her about how much they actually know or they've exhumed I don't know how many bodies. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. You know, I think the number is upwards to possibly a thousand victims uh, that this guy may have taken. You know, I, um, yeah, I was looking at some of the uh, comments in, in certain other videos where she's, you know, where the good nurse was being talked about. And there was a few of them where uh, I think there was one person in particular had stated that they were positive that um, Cullen had taken the life of their grandmother, that she was in New Jersey, was in the ICU, and she passed away unexpectedly. Um, that, yeah, she was in the ICU, but she was expected to recover. Then all of a sudden, something bad happened. And that she, she suspects that, that, you know, her grandmother was one of possibly thousands or a thousand people. It is, it is uh, insane. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this is not the only case there is about a, a nurse taking patients' lives. Um, there's, there's plenty to go around. Actually, uh, yeah. I remember one case. I think his name was Harold Shipman. We call him Doctor Death because a lot of people were dying when he was in in, in his care. Um, so I don't know. If, I can't remember the same the, the the amount of people or victims he had, but I know it was it was way up there, and he was um, accused of so many. So, and then like, and there's a lot of other ones too, where like the what are they pro- providers, right? Yeah, providers, yeah. the ones that go yeah. to the house or the elderly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the caretakers. Cases, yeah, yeah there, there's other people that I mean, there's cases where the caretaker. Like convinces the elderly to like sign over the house or their 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 account, and they end up taking their lives. And it's like the families, you know, find out about it, and it's a big old mess. But I mean, there's there's sometimes that they've been doing that for years and they haven't been caught. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, I'll be honest with you. After watching it, I was kind of like, man, I really hope I don't have to ever go to the doctor anytime soon because. Like, you know, you put your trust in your care there. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure like everything else, it's like that one percent that happens. Right. That one percent that gets through the cracks. It's just unfortunate. You know, like that one percent of officers or one percent of, uh, of uh, priests or whatever that, that do something inappropriate or wrong, you know, magnifies and kind of tarnishes the other ninety nine percent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in this story, he, he was. uh Going around it by messing with the security system they had on the mess, and that's was, was crazy. Uh, it was still dispensed the medicine, even though he had canceled, and that's why they weren't being able to charge him at that time. So yeah, that was confession. So it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, 
And, and the crazier thing is, um, and you guys, if you guys watch the movie, you have seen it. It appears that several of the hospitals that he was working with were kind of on to him or kind of thought that maybe he was up to something because of the amount of deaths that were happening. And instead of investigating it because they didn't want some sort of publicity on the hospital, they would just, you know, terminate him, let him go find a different job. Yeah. Yeah, it's because they can get sued for like uh, wrongful death and they would lose millions and millions. Some of these hospitals, some of the like lower income ones, they barely even making it. So mm-hmm. they would have to close. And... Would, would that be considered like malpractice? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah, I think in, so. Like, like, for the, uh, toward, towards the hospital, right? Or just for that, the, the, the guy doing it. Whoa, did Blue just disappear? Yeah, he just disappeared. Um, I think that it it could be one or two of the same. I mean, also, you got to factor in, especially those, like, let's just say, um, while he was in a certain hospital, uh, there was 10 deaths that occurred. But at death number six, they became suspicious of him. And yet they didn't do anything about it. So four more occurred. So those would definitely be considered, you know, under that. And then also the background checks, like, like, all right, um, this guy did it at a different hospital. Why didn't you guys call, check on him, do a Mm -hmm. much more deeper search on this guy? Because, you know, it didn't appear that, you know, and I know like, like Blue said, they don't want to get sued and stuff like that, but it, it, it to me it's just like they they all should be sued every single one of them you know at this point not just because of what had occurred and not even because what this guy did on his own behalf mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying at, the, at a certain extent he has the responsibility right he's the one that did it and i'm talking about cullen yeah. uh but when the hospital tries to hide it that's different that's a completely different scenario and a situation and that should be taken care of you yeah, get I mean, what i'm saying he, yeah like if you're if they're being fired from, you know, hospitals, they should have a reason why they they, they fired them. If not, they would have just let them like quit, right? They would give them the option to like quit. It's, yeah. that, that's the only thing I can. But that doesn't make sense. Like if you, if you um, get fired from or let go from a hospital, and the reason was because oh, I'm suspected of whatever, right? The next hospital should be like, huh? Let's not get this. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, it depends on the state. I think he was jumping states. They mm-hmm. have different that's true. And it's like well, here in Texas. That's actually nowadays, a poor excuse. I know. But they have different regulations in every state. But now, I mean, it's like me with one of my licenses. I, I had to abide a certain code of conduct with my license. If I get in any trouble, you know, I get put on you know, the regular probation that normally everybody would, if they get in trouble, but then I get I'm put on probation with the medical, the Texas medical department of medical board. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 you know, they do different things to different people. And I, like for us, when you're on probation um, you, and you're done with like the regular probation, say it's a few months or a year, the Texas medical board will put you on a three to five year probation. And um, they, they're the ones that would issue your license every year or every few years, depending on what license you have. And then they, they to embarrass you, 
they do a random drug test on you every month or depending what you got charged for right but most of the time it's anybody that was like you know taking medicines drunk driving um any of those kind of offenses get sent to a certain board and then they get sent to do the random drug test because i have to perform them all the time and they're observed they hmm. make you that's one of their like i guess things for you not to want to do this again is like they make your peers watch you pee if you're they get, you know, I, say, oh, I don't think it's an embarrassment thing, Boo. I think it's to make sure that you're not trying to put some, well, you know, I trying know. to pull a fast one. I know. <laughs> like, you know. It's it's, it's, it's they won't pull a fast <laughs> one, but still, like when you go on, when people are on probation, they don't get observed when they go pee. I have a side bladder that would have happened. <laughs> you know, they Man. go and just pee in the thing. Like here, it's like every single month, random. You're going on vacation, random, and then. You know, it's they charge you like triple the amount for the drug test than they would for a regular person. So, dang, it sounds like you're in the NFL, bro. In the NFL, they do that to you. You know, they watch you and they point and they laugh. <laughs> yeah. See, if they were watching me, man, I'd, I'd, I'd pee on them, like turn around, like, you want to watch? R. Kelly style. <laughs> R. Kelly, it, dude, do it. But yeah, Blue, I don't I don't think it's an embarrassment thing. I don't think that they're like, you know, we're going to make his, we're going to force Blue's co workers to watch him pee. It's more like we're gonna make sure Blue's not using one of those. What is it, there's, Monkey Whiz? Yeah, there's there's people out there that wouldn't be forced. <laughs> <laughs> Blue's like, where do I sign up for this program? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much is the penalty? I mean, because people do height stuff. I mean, I've seen it. You know, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff that people try to do. So um, they they can pass a drug test. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the crazy part about it is like they'll throw the containers like in the restroom lobby and like I know the custodian's always like taking out the trash like hey what, what would this be used for it's in the trash can I was like uh, it looks like somebody was bringing in some urine and they had it in that container because yeah it had like warm like the hand warmer packs and a bunch of weird stuff that they what about if you go blue and and they go all right, Blue. Um, we got good news and bad news. Good news, mm-hmm. you pass the, the pass the drug test. The bad news, the bad news will be that you're pregnant. <laughs> That's the question I was gonna ask. <laughs> like, have you ever seen that where somebody comes in with like a male comes in with a drug, you know, take a drug test all of a sudden? There's can that be told or seen in in, in it, a drug test? It can, but we don't do it there at our office. But yeah, um, when they get into the lab, sometimes they. Uh, they can screen them for certain things. And then, you know, when you're pregnant, your hormones are higher. So they'll, yeah. they'll show up and they'll, uh, and then be like, yeah, this is a male subject with really high estrogen. I think that's estrogen goes high. Hmm. That'd be funny. Man. That would happen. be weird. And Sissy says, has everyone hit the thumbs up and subscribe? Make sure you guys do that. Uh, I know this is right now just the members only, but um, this will be probably released by this evening. Um, for everybody else to watch. But this is a, um, but I appreciate that. I also want to say thank you, Sissy. She sent over a few things for, for little Rogi and, and she loves them. Uh, I want to say thank you. I appreciate what, everything you do for us. Let's get DTS over. Yeah, we've been trying to get over 40K for a while. It's like, and, and, and the funny thing about that, right? That we've been trying to get over 40K for a while. 
is, and this will be a good transition, is in our comment section because we're, um, I don't want to say like, you know, a, you know, against Koberger or pro cop in every situation. Because uh, I don't think we are. I think we're just evidentiary. You know, if the evidence points in one direction, that's the way we follow it. If it points to some corruption, we'll talk about it. If it doesn't, we'll talk about it too. And, you know, the comment always comes up like, hey, uh, you, know, you guys are, uh, must be getting paid more because you guys are saying that he's guilty. That's far from the truth. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot more other, like, channels that are pro, I guess, pro Koberger. Mm-hmm. And I've the seen their burger. chat. Eh, Koberger? The Proberger. Proberger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Proberger. Um, and, like, I see their 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 views and um, um, what they call super chats and donations. And it's like, whoa, like, damn, man. Like, that's yeah. it's a whole big, it's a big ass difference, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. There, if I want, if we wanted to make money and do this solely for clicks and views, what sells is drama. What sells is question, mystery, those type of things. So if 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 I were to be doing those things, and I and I pointed it out, and so I, I'm not claiming anybody else, any other creators are doing this or not. I really don't watch any more other creators, to be honest with you guys. Uh, very few and far in between. Um, but if anybody else is doing this, I'm not pointing towards them directly. I'm just saying what I would do if I wanted to be a, you know, uh, wanted the clicks or whatever. I would have like, for instance, when we're talking about the S&P profiles, where they were talking about the two different S&P profiles. Um, Bill Thompson says, yeah, there are two. And the reason there there are two is because when you enter it into one database, it has to um, convert itself so that way it can be used in that database. Think of like having a WAV file and you're putting it in an MP3 player. You'd have to convert it from WAV to MP3 for it to play. It's two different files now. You have the WAV file and you have the MP3 file. Now, Bill Thompson goes in and explains that. But what I would do if I wanted to be a conspiracy theorist to that extent is I would stop it when he said, yeah, there are two different S&P profiles. Click, stop, edit the video, put myself in there. There are two different S&P profiles. You heard it here first. Two guys. It wasn't Koberger. He's innocent. Hit that like, subscribe, donate me some money and get on that you know that it's not hard to do that it's just not right to do it yeah i mean i've seen another program i won't say the name but like i've seen them where they're like the host is like pretty pretty brutal with the the subscribers you know especially the ones that are are not on their narrative oh yeah and it's like and then like you see all these super chats i was like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're being dicks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right unravel comes in with a ten dollar super chat you deserve it rooting for the truth yeah 100 percent. thank you and we appreciate you. your super chat thank you um i like when you guys do aliens and ghost stuff too i love it yeah we plan on doing that um i have i have a couple of ufo videos that i put to the side that could be a little bit convincing and i'm trying to get um 
a few more together so we can go through those. We have some ghost videos that we have as well. So we'll uh, we'll definitely be doing that. Let's see. Um, I need to go do yeah. a, 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 what's it called? I need to go back to my mom's and see if I can get more evidence of ghosts over there. Dude, we just, just go to spend the night there with a the camera. Right. And I would, no, I would not point the camera at you, but uh, yeah, yeah. in the room. But especially this week, because they're not going to be home. They're going to be out of town. Dang. So maybe, maybe something will happen. Dude, go do it. Do it, do it. All right, so what I want to do now is answer some, some comments that are in the comment section. If you have any questions, we'll answer you all here as well. Um, you mean the tunnel people and Odin Cowboys aren't real? <laughs> I mean, so are there tunnels under Idaho? Probably. You know, there's tunnels under every city. You know, do they lead into the bedroom of this house? Into the closet? Probably not. And the Cowboys? <laughs> what, what, let's answer that. What, what is wrong with officers or investigators or even assisting investigating departments going back to the scene and just kind of taking a refreshing look at things? Like, do you guys find that suspicious? Because it happens in every case. You know, there is no secret rule or law that says that the the law enforcement has one shot at this, that they can go in and they can only look at it once. And after yeah. that, they can never go back in there again. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's, if people think that that's the case, um, they're really, really, really wrong for it. You know what I mean? Because that's not going to be the case. The, the case is they can use, they can go back and forth as many times as they want, you know? Yeah. I, I just don't see where it's suspicious. Yeah, me neither. And I mean, and, I mean, I mean, look look at the zodiac, right? How many times have they gone back and forth with this? I know, but yet, you know, it's just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how what what law enforcement is doing is something suspicious. And then and then you'll have some channels say like, "What do they have to hide?" Well, they don't have to tell you anything. <laughs> You know, that information doesn't come out until court. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like some folks feel that they're actually investigating the case. Like, like they're they're gonna be there Monday morning in briefing and and and, and put their case out on the table there for for the investigating detective, the CID lieutenant and and their commanding officer and say, Hey, we got this. It's this guy. Yeah, and, and I think that's what or there's a little confusion because, like, they're they are going to investigate and they're going to keep going back and forth because they have to, you know, try to get mm -hmm. the right, you know, right right uh, information, and they can't release it all because what if during that that investigation they find, uh, I'm not trying to start any hoax or rumors, but like say what do they find another name? Be like, hey, maybe we need to investigate this person. And it was just because, like, like the fingerprint was on a nightstand, and it could have been a worker at the store that they bought it from. You know what I mean? And that would throw the internet into another freaking whirlwind again. Oh, it was another person. This person, 
that person's life right. get ruined for a rumor for, for no reason. So I think some of the information being held back and they're investigating people are, are you know, it's all different cases, but like some of it does have to stay private until they get to court and say, look, we ran. They don't even say it during court. They say, oh, we had a few suspects, but this is the one that we believe it is because the other ones were rolled out. Well, I mean, uh, they, they they had to have had a few suspects. It's obvious. The defense brought up the fact that the prosecution had taken a cigarette bud, you know, um, secretly from somebody, right? So that tells us right away that, that that's they were investigating other people. I know for a fact that they were investigating Jack DeCore to, to a T, you know, him and Dylan Mortensen. You know, they were, I don't know anything about Bethany or anything like that. Uh, the, the, the folks that I've talked about, and it's more than one, it's been a few. Uh, the only thing that they've ever told me was that they were aware that, um, well, one, I, I know from the Gonzalez family that Jack DeCour was picked up very quickly right after the incident had occurred. He walked up there, identified who he was, asked what happened. They told him, you need to come with us. They took him into the police department and they questioned him for hours, hours. And, you know, I've heard from other sources that the story that came out about somebody seeing someone in the, in the house came out day one under, under interrogation. That, that was never hidden from law enforcement or any of those things. And law enforcement was questioning um, them as if they were, possible suspects because at that time everybody's a suspect you know what i'm saying exactly kathy uh they caught the golden state killer through the same process that they have with bk through dna with family members and and, and that's that's one thing that i have stated before is that um the only reason idaho or this this court is entertaining the igg stuff right now and and, and the judge has plain out said said it I know that maybe some of the other content creators who who wouldn't like that information to be out there, but it's been said, it's been put in court documents as well, that the argument is futile, but because it hasn't happened in Idaho, they're going to go through this process and they're going to give the benefit of the doubt to the defense and listen to their argument. But there are other cases that take precedent where IgG was used and not used as evidence against the suspect just used as a as a determining way of pointing at somebody. Karen D says, thank you for our, uh, thank you to the only channel I can even watch anymore. I'm all about hearing multiple sides, but people have lost their ever loving minds with some of these conspiracy. <laughs> thank you, Karen. We appreciate yeah. you. We appreciate your 1999 super chat. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, Karen. We, we yeah. love our conspiracy theories, but sometimes the evidence is just too powerful for us to consider a conspiracy theory at this point. Dude, exactly, exactly, 100%. You know, I I had, uh, I screenshotted this question. I wanted to bring it up. And I'm going to ask you guys before. He says, um, here's the first lie the cops have been caught in. So he says that the lies have been caught in. And this is under Lyons 2023. Um, what is that? It looks like a green four-door I don't know. I'll, I'll show the screen. That guy. So this is his comment. 
because here's the first lie cops have been caught in uh, Steptoe Apartments to the corner of Nevada and Stadium Way from Google Maps. Quickest route takes five minutes. How did keep BK do it in two? 2.42 to 2.44 a.m., right? If the police, if PCA, if the PCA at least states BK leaves his apartment at 2.42, at 2.44 a.m., a 13 to 16 white Elantra BK's car is captured on traffic camera in Pullman at the intersection of Nevada and Stadium Way. The only time Pullman, the only time in Pullman his car captured on traffic camera, that's not true. His car was also captured at 5.30 something coming back in. All right. He goes, that's a total lie. Quickest way from step two apartments to that set, uh, that intersection is five minutes and four cameras. So 40, 4.42 a.m. leaves his apartment at 4.48 a.m. Captures. So what do you guys think about that? He lives five minutes away from from where his his um, his car seen on camera. And according to the PCA, it says that he's at home at 242. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, when we look through maps it, and you put a, a route to a certain destination, it gives you the destination you're going to get there within the what's it called? The. The speed limit, right? I mean, you can haul ass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and get there faster. It's like mm-hmm. me running. Was like, I'm gonna get to that tree before so and so. Yeah, I mean, it, and it all varies on the time of day too. I can put uh, a map request right now to get to this out of town. It might say 45 minutes, but if I do that at five o'clock, they'll say an hour and 45 minutes. You know, right? It varies on the time. Well, I, I've done that before where I have um, put it on here where I put at 2.45, 2.50 in the morning to see how long it takes. And he's right. It takes five minutes to get there. I mean, he's going through through town traffic devices in order for him to get there. He would have to, you know, be going at 60 miles an hour un, un, um, unstopped. Right. But. I think he may be reading the PCA a little bit wrong and no, no fault to him. You know, I read it the same way at one point as well. Well, the first thing it says is that on November 13th at approximately 2.42 a.m. So that's not a guarantee. Could have been 2.40, could have been 2.45. It's approximately 2.42. The 845 was using resources that provide coverage to his apartment complex here for the Coburger residence. Right? It doesn't say that he was at his home, just that his basically what it's saying is that his phone was connected to a tower for his home. Now that tower um, isn't isn't the Brian Coburger personal tower. You know that tower co- covers more than just his apartment. Probably covers about half a town, if not of all of town. Yeah. What it says is that at approximately two forty seven, the phone utilizes resources to provide coverage southeast of Coburger's residence. So at two forty seven, it shows him. Sw- basically connecting to another tower. So it shows him moving is what they're basically trying to say. They're not saying that he was exactly at his house, but that he was at the area around his house that that tower connected to. And because he connected to another tower, that means he was moving south. All right. Now, why is this important? The reason why this is important is because if they have this information here, they have the information that he turned off his phone at 247. So what do we know? We know that they knew that police on December 23rd 
went and got a warrant for Brian Koberger's locations and his cell activity for that night of the incident. And that's when they discovered he turned off his phone like at 250 something and then turned it on to 440. But the information that they had in there, in my opinion, was a little bit loose as far as why they would have or how they would have gotten the warrant. Based on this, what this tells me is what they did. This is what law enforcement did is once they got Brian Koberger's name from the IgG, they then went, looked him up, found out that they had pulled him over, got his cell phone number, and they went back to the warrants they already had for the cell towers in the area to compare his phone number to those cell towers. Now, at the time, they only had it for, you know, uh, I think it was like a third mile radius for two hours, you know, before and after the incident. Um, now they can expand that. And if they and Pullman's not that far where if he connected to a tower that was also connected into Moscow or whatnot, or, or even the Pullman ones, mm -hmm. if they can tell that his phone turned off that it, or is no longer connected and then it's connecting again at 440 to this tower, at you know, after the murders, that is enough to get a warrant. That's enough to get a warrant. That's what they did here. That's what this says. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. This probable cause affidavit is written very confusing, mm -hmm. very confusing. I've had to read this thing hundreds of times, if not more. And I'll tell you, there's there's things I still learn out of this damn thing because it's written confusing. I wish it was more straightforward. Like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like it's it's just hidden with so much. It's like. It's like this officer had so much to say and wanted to get so much out there that it came out confusing. You know what I mean? So yeah, we said it from the beginning. Yeah, it was so it was confusing the first read and probably the fifth or sixth read, and then it started making a little bit more sense around the tenth read. <laughs> and then you go back and yeah. like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Man, but these are like PCAs. They're not. They're not novels. They're not going to go. You know, they're not there to put an understanding of what their case is building. But it's not the case. It's it's for the prosecutors to build. Right, and and a lot of people question, like, you know, why are all this? Why is so much information in here? So much information that doesn't belong. You know, things like that. In fact, I I was emailed about a group of lawyers that have a YouTube show I was asked to watch it and they were spewing out things that were tabloid rumors. You know, they were saying that in the Batati affidavit, which I went back and double checked again, that supposedly Bethany claimed she saw a naked man running out of the rear sliding glass door. One, how, how does that, how is that exculpatory to Brian Koberger? If Dylan sees somebody walking towards the glass door and then she locks herself in her room, but doesn't see him walk out and he stops before he leaves the door and gets undressed because he doesn't want to take all this bloody stuff into his car. And then runs out afterwards. Well, that explains two things. I mean, is it possible that Bethany also heard the same commotion and noise that that Dylan was hearing as well? And you know, at a certain point went out there. Maybe she heard the thud and the crying, too. She was below that. You know, maybe she went out, was walking up the stairs. And as she got to the stairs, looked looked around and saw somebody running out the back naked. 
is that that that's not exculpatory. I mean, these lawyers, I don't know. I guess they, they were like, that means there's two people. There's the guy in black and the naked guy. I'm like, so you think that a naked dude and a guy clad in black showed up at the house and controlled both mm. of these guys? <laughs> and the and the naked guy left no DNA behind, no hair, no nothing. Because he fucking powder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like he would leave some type of hair behind, but um but that's crazy. The theory that could be more believing is that he did you know, just robe after he exited the the, the house, mm-hmm. so he wouldn't get his car dirty. Which is, yeah. You know. And I mean, it makes sense that he would take off his clothes so that he wouldn't get his clothes in there dirty. And 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 then they were questioning, like, oh man, how did he not get DNA in the car? And I'm like, all right, well, let's take the sheath out of it because you know a lot of the pro burgers don't like the sheath being there, right? So let's take the sheath out of it. If the sheath wasn't there, somebody went in there and killed four people without leaving their DNA behind. What is what is more logically um, going to be there? Or, or where do you expect to find DNA transfer? On um, the bodies of four people where there was a struggle and, and close hand-to-hand um, execution was, was created? Or, you know, the the car where this guy had planned to commit this murder prepped the car for it, and then also had seven weeks to clean it afterwards. You get what I'm saying? I mean, if he doesn't leave freaking DNA at the scene where there's a struggle and all this other stuff, and he's able to contain that, what makes you think that he's going to not be able to contain his car where there isn't a struggle, where there isn't actively bleeding or persons dying in that that car? It's not going to happen. Yeah, no, especially because he had so much support. Apparently, he he had a uh, planned this, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's well, what they're saying, right? That's the theory. I'm not sure if that yeah. if, really but did if happen he, or not. But if he went through the process of uh, you no, know, gearing himself up to the point where he can't leave the DNA from his body to the mm-hmm. to the victims, what makes you think that he wouldn't do that to his car, right? And help. Like not transfer DNA from the home to his car. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it's it's to me, I think that if DNA was going to be found, right, the most logical or most reasonable place to find it is going to be on the bodies of those that he was struggling with. And if you're not finding his DNA there, what makes you think you're going to find their DNA? on something that he could have prepped, on something that he could have cleaned. Get what I'm saying? Uh, Meg comes in with a question, says, can cops insert what they think in the PCA? 100%. For example, Dylan stated she thought she heard Kaylee and then law enforcement changed it to Ed Benzana. Yeah, especially if they think they have evidence to prove the fact. Eyewitness testimony is very um, unreliable, right? What they do, what, what they do know and, and, and even though this was an eyewitness, this was something that was heard. It, it makes it even more unreliable. Right. So but what they do know is that she heard somebody. Someone said something. And what they know is that the only person who they can prove was awake at the time was Zana. You know what I'm saying? And I think that they knew by that point, um, Kaylee and Maddie were no longer no longer with us. 
Yeah, I think they used the uh, cell phone activity and the DoorDash, right? Yeah, that too. So, I think that's what you they know, used to. You know, I, I want to answer this one. Sure, mm, no, they don't. <laughs> no. You know, Jeff comes in saying, do they have a class at the sales university called how to keep your DNA out of vehicles and trash cans? They don't, but they teach you how to not keep your DNA off of a body. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of like this, like I was trained or I was taught, you know, how to drive in an old truck. Does that mean that I don't know how to drive an old car? Uh, Same automatic transmission, same everything. You know what I mean? Even though I was trained in a truck. Or I was trained. I was trained in a Ford. Does that mean I can't drive a Chevy? So he has training on certain things that can be used in certain other areas. You know, yeah. you know. I I mean, I have trainings in, in in interviewing people, and although it wasn't trained for podcasts, it works out pretty good for the podcast when we interview people. In my opinion, yeah. Well, um, I've seen you drive. <laughs> you're gonna start a, uh, a war with the ford versus chevy i mean <laughs> <laughs> oh man hey my driving my driving's not that bad it's not that bad i don't have that many tickets how many, accents have, how many accents have you been in? Hey, why you got to be bringing shit up like that, Blue? I haven't had one in a while, man. <laughs> oh, I'm lying. Actually, I got hit not that long ago. Uh, Daniel, you you're almost, so patient. Huh, did your that? car almost give out like in the hill or something? And they got the big oh, bridge. Oh, dude. On the biggest bridge in San Antonio, my freaking timing belt blew up on my little Honda. And I was like stuck in the shoulder. But it wasn't really a shoulder. It was more like a sidewalk, but it wasn't <laughs> elevated. It was just a line. You know what I mean? It was just a small shoulder. And luckily, I have a small car, so I just kind of pulled in there and I just kind of stayed there. But, dude, my life was like flashing every time a car came by because I'm, I'm terrified of heights. And I was on the tallest freaking bridge and I had no idea that those things wave so much. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I do drive. I'm going to be driving later. It's okay. I'm a passenger princess all the time too. That's what I get called. <laughs> I, I I fall asleep, so you know, it's a I safety thing. I hate driving. You know, I've always hated driving, dude. Always. And then, like a couple of years back, I uh, applied to this job where, like, you drive the railroad um, crew mm-hmm. around. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. And I went in like for my training, and as soon as the training's like. Ended, I was like, "Yeah, this is not for me." <laughs> it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up killing someone. Yeah, me, I um, I, I don't mind driving. I used to love it. I used to love driving when I was little and I or young, uh, you know, thirteen to I don't know twenty. I, mm-hmm. I used to love to drive. That was my thing. I used to beg my parents to let me drive for everything, yeah. a whole nine yards. And then when I got into law enforcement, all I did was drive. 12 hours a freaking day. And then there was nothing to do in town. So sometimes I went for a drive when I wasn't working. <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm good. I'm good. 
Uh, Regina comes in with a $5 super chat. Thank you. First and foremost, she says, Daniel, you're so patient, always having to explain the same points over and over. Love you guys. You know, I just, I just feel that, that if I say it enough, it'll finally make sense. You know, some people need that Eureka moment that, you know, light bulb click on like, Oh, that makes sense. You know? And, and, and when there's a lot of information that's not out there. And also when I think majority of our viewers are like first time viewers, it's good for them to uh, maybe get a different perspective of some of the things that are going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said before, like throughout the whole time that we've been covering this case, we've gone up and down on our, you know, on our idea of if he's guilty or not, or what could there, or if there's some other possibilities. Right. But like once the evidence and the information started coming out, you just start, you know, putting it together and seeing that that evidence is leading towards the certain suspect. Yeah. Yeah. So and if like, if something else comes out like that, that tells me like, oh, there might be, it might not be him that we could probably go down that route. But from what we see right now, that's where it's leading towards that they have the right guy. Yeah. I mean, we thought that Richard Allen was the sole person. It was him in the Delphi case. You know, the probable cause affidavit came out and he put himself there. It was like, chalk it up, put this guy, lock him up, throw away the key. Defense comes out with some real questions, some real theories, a real person to point at. Makes you question a lot of things. And that's what we're doing as well. We follow the evidence. We keep it 100. We keep it a buck. If if you don't like it, you know, the truth sometimes hurts. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Even when you guys throw me under the bus for my driving. <laughs> nah, I think with your driving, you'll you'll throw yourself under that bus. <laughs> uh, uh, roads get slippery, and then you'll just slide into something else. Just blame it on the road. Blame, blame it, it on the road, road man. <laughs> it, it was like that one time I was riding, uh, the first time I drove a motorcycle, I crashed into a fence because it popped out of nowhere. <laughs> That's my story. <laughs> Whose who's idea was to put a fence here? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it was like, I swear it was like my little brother when we uh, we were driving a, a three wheeler, and mm-hmm. I was driving. And he wanted to drive. He wanted to drive. And I told my cousin, told my cousin, just let him drive. Like, man, he's too small, and he wants to do donuts like I was doing donuts, and he ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be a good idea. Nah, he, he, he's got it. He's got it. I watch him. I said, okay. And uh, you can ask my cousin how his fender did after. <laughs> my brother got a hold of it. He did a donut and then just went straight into my cousin's, you know, Capri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Regina says BK and that DNA and the white car and the phone off adds up. Don't forget, there's also a receipt from Amazon for a K bar knife that can't be found, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, the, all that adds up. It just adds up. So let's read a couple of comments real quick. Um, this one's from George Girl 3. This says, Why frame Brian? <clears throat> Harsh's newest seems to implicate just about everyone, including state and local law enforcement, prosecutor's office, the university slash Greeks Brotherhood. So I decided to comment, imploring viewers to contact Raul Labrador, the Idaho State Attorney General, stating that his office take comp- uh, complaints regarding across misconduct 
misconduct and corruption. Guess what? My comment didn't last 20 seconds before it was removed. I don't know why. I mean, a man's life hangs in the balance. Well, just to show you that we're not hiding your comment, we're highlighting your comment and bringing it up to the attention of everybody. And I informed her that I was like, your comments not being removed. If it was, it was probably because YouTube found it inappropriate. And I said, so you think the FBI, governor, state police, local police, police from a neighboring state, police from across the country and PA, we're all we got to get Brian Koberger. He's too awesome and he will take all of our jobs. <laughs> he must be stopped. But stopping him isn't enough to protect Greek life. We're going to target a house full of Greek life students. Yeah. I mean, it will be easier to Clinton him. <laughs> right. And, and, and that goes for like the drug theory and stuff like, oh, you know. What's the, what are the theories there? The theories are that. That cartel. Brian Koberger was um, hired by the cartel or the drug dealer. Um, like I, I, I wish you would give your real your real knee jerk reaction, Jaime, of the time when I first told you that the cartel could have hired Brian Koberger. I believe I believe I spoke Spanish. I go, no, I miss. <laughs> no way. Yeah, <laughs> man, they're gonna. Oh, they're not gonna hire anybody. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Every cartel is his own hitman. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. Let's 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 talk about this. Let's let's talk about the frame job. Let's debunk the framing job here. All right. So in order to frame Koberger, what do we need to do? Let's just say we're we're the persons you you and I, me, you and Blue, all of us here. We're going to frame Koberger for a murder. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that. Well, the first thing is why? Why are we framing him? Uh, and. And does it really have to be like four people, four college girls, you know, in, in a house? What's what's the reason? You know, we're going to frame him and we want him so bad. We're going to also kill these four individuals to take out this one guy and, and not just take him out, just to put him in jail. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. I, um, I think because, um, yeah, let's frame him because he had a lot of trouble in other um uh, schools and, and the workplaces with with females, so let's um let's get someone to take out these four students and then we'll blame it on him. That still doesn't make any sense. I mean, I even 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 at that, if 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 those things are true, he'll take himself out. Not in the not in the essence of his life. I'm talking about like he's gonna find himself in trouble. He's gonna find himself. You know, people are are creatures of habit. So he's going to continue to do the same thing over and over again, you know, and and he's eventually like it was happening, going to get fired and outed and pushed off campus. So, you know, you don't need to go take the lives of four people, you know, when it, it took him what he was there since September or August. And by the middle of December, he had gotten fired It didn't take him very long to have him out of there. You know what I mean? But if we were to frame him, <clears throat> what would we do? We'd have to steal a car or buy a car that looks exactly like his, take off the front bumper. We would have had to have. Wait, um, the front license plate? I mean, the front license plate. I'm sorry. Do you know right. bumpers are doing? <laughs> take out the front license plate, right? And we would have had to have done this beforehand. This, this isn't a, a situation where 
we're you know there's a murder that already happened and oh man we don't have anybody let's go for mbk and and the reason being is well the knife sheath was collected day one and it was turned over to the idaho state lab and within maybe a day if that they they found and created the str profile that would later test out to be Brian Koberger's. So that DNA profile had to have been on the sheath when it entered that building, right? Or, yeah, if this is a frame job, right? We're not talking about, because uh, some people are going to say, no, you know, he could have gotten in there and somebody touched something, somebody touched something else. No, we're talking specifically frame job. That DNA would have had to have been on that sheath when it when the when the real killer or killers walked into that room, they would have had to have known that Koberger was going to drive around that night by himself and turn his phone off during a specific time. You know, this doesn't make any sense. If you're willing to go and take the lives of four people why, and, and your goal is to get rid of Koberger, just take his. Yeah, that's the easiest way. Clinton him in that game. That's it. Exactly. Done. And for the four people didn't have to die, you know? Yeah. And I mean, all right, so unless there was like, all right, we're gonna take out two stones, right? We're gonna we're gonna take these four people out and we're gonna make it seem like it's Koberger. That way police have their suspect and they're not looking for us. And we we get rid of uh, these two guys. Well, all right. Like again, like everything, everything would have to have been known about that night, about Koberger, where he was going, what he was doing, when he was going to be by himself, how he was going to be by himself. And if the cartel or drug dealers do something, it's typically to show other people not to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if they perp- if they make you know what I mean? It's to stop a certain type of action. Yeah. And there would be evidence of that, of, of drug activity from the girls. Mm-hmm. They they downloaded their phones. Yeah. So it, it uh, would make zero sense. I was going to say they, um, the theories out there are pretty crazy, but the one thing that I would say is they would have to take a lot to be able to frame him for this because I would say in the sense of the turmoil of his life falling apart they would have to do a lot of intervention they would have to be there egging him on for some reason to try to get him to you know get in the fight with his instructor you know losing his TA job and then I mean you can watch a person to see their habits, but he didn't say that his habit was driving around at that time of the day. He said his habit was driving in that area, but it wasn't always at the same time of day. So it would have to be a lot to be able to frame this one person. So, I yeah, but I just I just don't understand the the motive that why they would frame this guy. Yeah, why him? He's not from the area. It's like I don't understand that. Like. What has he done that's that needs to be that he needs to be taken care of? You know what I mean? Like that he needs to be framed for it. And, 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 
And if he's getting framed, it has to be from the police department because they're the ones that are in control of the DNA specimen and, and, and all those other things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, unless, like I said, unless it was somebody who had to have known Koberger's completely, you know, everything he was going to do that night and down to the, down to the minutes, knowing that they had to stop before 440, knowing that he would be just south of Moscow during that time. Yeah, it had his phone too. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And there's just you'd also have to hope that one of these 50 or 60 FBI agents, you know, one of the other officers that are assisting in this case, uh, from the other agencies, and one of your own officers in this case doesn't find your corruption of what you're doing. And hopes that there's zero evidence pointing to the fact that this guy was was set up. Now, the whole car thing, also, somebody was saying, hey, you know, um, the reason why a car, you know, somebody would, you know, people steal cars all the time. You could have stolen a car, yada, yada, yada. Well, one, if somebody stole a car to make it look like it was Brian Koberger, where's the theft report? Where's the mm-hmm. car stolen report? Right. And, and, and typically, when cars are stolen in crimes, that's like usually drug or smuggling related, whether it's human trafficking or drug trafficking, right? Um, they're just left anywhere. And the perpetrators in those crimes usually aren't, um, well, they don't care if their DNA is left behind. You know, what's, 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 what do you think would be easier, you know, to prep your car and make sure that you don't, and, and clean your car to keep, um, you know, your victim's DNA out of it or to steal a car and then also have to clean that car to make sure that the victim's, you know, blood isn't in there, but also that your DNA isn't in there. I mean, if you, if you stole a car, you would think it was still a different car than the ones he looked that he drives, right? right? Uh, not, only that, so. but like, not only that, but like, if, let's say if you stole, if he stole a car and since it's a small town, there'll be a, like a bolo on there, right? Yeah, well, there was. Yeah, so like to take that risk, I think it'll be just easier for him to use his own car, prep it, and make sure that none of the DNA from that house gets in there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's answer some of these questions in the chat. And then, oh, somebody said real quick, uh, you don't also stab someone 54 times if you're not mad at them. I think there was a, a French stabbing incident not too long ago where this guy went on this rampage with a knife and was stabbing random people multiple times, killing multiple people within a few minutes. Um, you know, was he angry? Yeah. Was he angry at the folks that he was stabbing? I don't know. And is it possible that Koberger is mad during this time, but is he mad at the individuals? He's just taking it out on them. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Not and, I think the, the 54 stabbings uh, has not been confirmed yet. No, none of that has been confirmed. But even if it happened, even if one of them did get hit 54 times, you know, you have to realize what's going on in that moment. You know, in that moment, you have. You have a, an assailant there who. In a certain extent, you know, he's creating the situation, obviously. But he's also fighting for his life. If if one of the victims takes the knife away from him and turns it on him, you know, it, it could 
he could end up getting cut. He could be caught, things like that. So, you know, he's going to have to move very quickly and fast. And also, if the goal is to not let them scream, it's going to have to go really quickly and very fast and very abruptly. And so I, I don't think that just because it's the amount of times is some indicator that this was personal, because if this was personal, there's evidence, evidence that would have been involved there. Personal crimes or crimes of like, uh, you know, passion or whatnot. They're not well thought out. They're not plans that are. Um, there's no evidence there. There's usually a door kicked in, yelling, screaming. What the F? What did you do? You know what I mean? Domestic violence type stuff or 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 things like that don't typically end up this way. Yeah, no, exactly. If it was for me, at least from what I heard, it's like the crime of passion is either one or two victims the most. There are more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially because like there's some guys that get home and their wives are, you know, cheating on them. That he takes care of both of them or the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those type of things, they they they're messy. They're real messy. Karen says, uh, when you break it down in the most simplest terms, it's so crystal clear. I will never understand how anyone can think he's innocent. I think at this point, a lot of people just don't want to admit that they're wrong. You know, they rather this guy go free than them say, all right, I was wrong. This guy really did do it. Mm -hmm. and, and also, there's there's other cases that, we, that the people have been like that. They're like, oh, they're, they're guilty, guilty. And then all of a sudden something happens and they find them not guilty. And I think that also like influences some people, you know what I mean? Because it makes it more uh, sensational, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meg asked, why do you think BK's sister was allegedly fired? Uh, if she's an at-will employee, they can get fired for any reason. I'm sure the intention and, and maybe even phone calls and things to the business didn't help. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe it was just a leave of absence or something like that to call off heat with the intent of bringing her back later on and, you know, stuff like that. I don't know why she was allegedly fired, uh, but those are reasons. But if, if, if it was a reason that didn't, con you know, wasn't conducent to her actions, uh, I don't know what state she was working at, but I believe, um, you know, unemployment rules work everywhere and if they're working the same as in texas if you get fired for something like this then your employer would have to pay you i think it's like 75 percent of your of your of what your check was yeah until you find a job yeah and so. the other thing was also if she was fired for the wrong reasons she can she always can't have a lawsuit that's what everybody does anyways nowadays mm-hmm uh, and this will probably be the last one. It says, question from Regina. She says, do you think that they interviewed BK before you left for PA? He had a white Elantra and Ann Taylor said she wants the interrogation interview. I'm going to say no. I don't think he was ever interviewed before. I think he was talked to during uh, while he was in Pennsylvania from the Pennsylvania Police Department. Um, but I don't. And I think there may have been a phone conversation according to the defense team, but I don't think there was an interrogation done before you left. Um, I have a multitude of reasons of how to explain it, and I will, but I first want to get you guys' opinion on it. Do you guys think that he was interviewed? We'll start off with you, Big Blue. 
You know, I don't think he was either. I think he was just picked up. And then I think they interviewed him when they took him to the station, but not before he was picked up because you don't want to, when you're trying to get him for suspicion of these murders, you don't want to alarm him to, you know, yep. being the person that's a suspect and he'll run if these, you know, people will run. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same, same thing. I don't think they interviewed him um, for the same reason that they don't want to, you know, put up red flags for him. You know? Yeah. And I think they would have done. Uh, I think they would have not let him even leave if they knew that he or they interrogated him and that they uh, they kind of had a suspicion that he was a person. I don't think they would have let him let him left before he uh, back home. Yeah, I don't think you give a guy like that the uh, you don't bring in a guy like that unless you have enough to arrest him. Uh, just because, you know, if you don't have enough to arrest him based on what you have, and you bring him in, and he's as smart as as we all think he may be, uh, then he can just get up and leave. Now, from what I understand, was he he did talk a little bit, and then he lawyered up. Uh, as far as did they interview him, I'm going to say no. The reason being is uh, because of the IgG. The IgG was utilized to um, figure out who Brian Koberger was. The state's um, document even states, and this is from the state, the prosecution, that the IgG can only be used by the FBI in the in this case if there's no suspects or leads and all investigative tactics have been exhausted. So that means that when there's nothing that anybody else can do and there are no leads whatsoever. And what they ended up doing was once that became, so let me go back a couple steps. Othram does the same thing that the FBI does, right? The whole IgG workup. Othram doesn't follow the FBI policy. They're a private lab. So that's why Idaho was able to give um, Othram that information right off the bat. Now, once they became, or once the investigation basically went cold, and they had no idea who it was, even though they weren't admitting it was cold. That's kind of what it was. And once that happened, that's when the FBI took over and they didn't come up with Brian Koberger's name until December 19th. So December 19th, they found out it was Koberger. And the reason why I also suspect it was December 19th was not just because of the New York Times article that indicated that, but everything happens after that. Right. The warrant for his phone locations is December 23rd. The DNA pickup at his parents' house is in the, on December 27th. His arrest is December 30th. And, you know, everything happens after December 20th or December 19th. Now, according to Howard Bloom, and uh, I, I would take this with a huge grain of salt because his writing has been very inaccurate. But he indicated that on December 19th that the chief of police was had a pregnant smile on his face. And what he indicated was that they had suspicion that the white Elantra crashed in Eugene, Oregon, without the front license plate and or without the front bumper because it was hit off and the rear license plate was taken off, that that may have been the suspect vehicle. They were able to clear that pretty quickly. Now, they didn't have to go down there and check. They didn't have to go in there and look for blood or any of those things, because that's how you would normally think that they would clear that vehicle. 
unless they knew what vehicle they were looking for at that time, which I think they did. And so what ended up happening was they go down there, probably get somebody to go check the VIN number. VIN number comes back to a different car. It's not Coburgers. And they're looking for them. The probable cause affidavit ind even indicates that they had to utilize a license plate reader that hit um, in Colorado. And then that they had to, then they were informed that he was pulled over in Indiana twice um, on his way out there. So all of that tells me is they had no idea Brian Koberger was a suspect at the time that he left for the Pocono Mountains. I hope that all made sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, well, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody that's joined us. We appreciate you guys. You guys are our members. We appreciate you the most. Yeah, thank and you members. Thank you, thank you. And I, and I hope you guys are um, appreciated. Are we doing the show a, a merch giveaway? I think you said. I'm not sure. I just saw, read it up there. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Let me. Uh, we're going to be giving away a beanie. I think I got like three more left. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me. How do how do we want to give this away, Blue? Do you want to? Do we want or, or how to? Do you want to do a, a randomizer? Do we want to? Uh, yeah, let's do a randomizer. Ask a question. No, I'll do a randomizer. Let's see what we get to. All right, all right, all right. Let me let me pull it up real quick. Or I mean, I, uh, I can ask a, a question. If whoever, if they've been watching this show, they'll know what it is. It's just a person, something that I've talked about before. Oh, you know what? No, never mind, never mind. Do the random one. Because then, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget uh, we're on uh, members only. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me see. All right. So, what should we make? As the all right, hold on, I gotta choose. All right, here we go. So it's gonna be hashtag. Oops, that's a three. And hashtag big blue. All right. And so to my mind. <laughs> I think I think a question would have been better if we're like, like you know, just so live with everyone. You know. Yeah. So this is the the hashtag it's hashtag big blue um we'll do this for another maybe about maybe about five minutes or so we'll open it up uh, if you want to win a beanie a, a drunk turkey show beanie i got a i got an example this one's mine what color so this, this one's not going to be the one that's going to be going out but i think we have a gray one and a brown one and another black one so make sure you guys put in hashtag big blue and hold on let me let me do it like this why why are you there? It wasn't what the hell? It was supposed to be me. Yeah, there we go. What the uh, there it is. All right, so it says drunk turkey show, hashtag DTS on the top. We'll be giving away one of these bad boys to one of one of our viewers. All right, all right. You know, I was I almost put like hashtag skin tag. But now nah, it's like, nah. <laughs> too much, it's, it's too getting, much on the nose. It's getting, it's getting cold out there nowadays, so this will keep your ears nice and warm. Either, either. You know it. You know yes, it. Yes, you can. You can buy one. You can. Um, What's the process on that, Danny? All right. So just uh, email us if you want to buy one. They are $12 plus shipping. Um, and I think it comes out to typically like $15, and then we'll ship it out. Um, 
I think we have blue, black, brown left. And um, yeah, you can buy them. Just email us with your shipping address and information. And then um, we'll figure out the payment process. We accept Cash App, PayPal, I think even Venmo also. Yeah. Um, but email us and then we'll give you that. I think our Cash App, our cash app for sure is dollar sign drunk turkey show our just, paypal just, is the same thing slash drunk turkey show just be with? careful guys i say just be careful because some people are capitalizing yeah and that was about to say that and that in the space if it's not exactly like it is on the on the screen it will not pick it up yeah so lower case and no spaces yes yeah let's like this one wouldn't work but this one would mm-hmm I don't know if this one would. Yeah, I, I believe it has to be all in. Yeah, the um, computer's working. weird. It's it's case sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have 15 entries already in. It should be fun. And it's at random. Uh, I know that. <laughs> I remember one time I was, um, I, I did some football tickets giveaway because I, I also cover the Pittsburgh Steelers. And <laughs> I do. Um, I talk Steelers on, on a channel called State of the Steelers, and we end up giving away some tickets to a couple of games. And this last one, we we're giving away tickets to a game, and I think, I think Brittany won it. And I was like, uh, "We can't win them." <laughs> yeah. So I redid it, but it is at complete random, one hundred percent. All right, we're at yeah. seventeen. We got about two, three more minutes we left. Get to twenty. Yeah, let's get to 20. Well, let's see if 20 people are still in here. It better be. It's going to be a better chance for that. Right. Let's see. Uh, We still have stickers, by the way. I don't even know if we still have stickers. I do. I do. We still have stickers. I I, I typically throw in a few of these stickers when somebody purchases a beanie or they they, uh, uh, win a beanie. I'll throw in two usually. If you're interested in buying one of those, I think we're selling them for like what five bucks, something like that. Four dollars depends. Yep. Do we need more? Do we need more? I don't know if we need more. Uh, not at this point. I think we have quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I miss. Why can't I just? Oh, there it is. Finally, you know the this new to new YouTube this new YouTube. Um, way they do things and change things, it makes it difficult. All right. Is that 18? We're at, we're at 18. We're at 18. I think that might get us where we're going. Um, but we have two minutes left. We'll, 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 we'll leave the two minutes. And oh, with yeah. that two minutes, um, well, what can we ask? What what, what can we do? Hey, what, what's it called? So, your thoughts, man, on PDD? Oh, dude, that guy is done. Like he needs to, he's, I mean, he's being accused of everything. I mean, this is not even including the Tupac murder. I mean, you put that on top of yeah. it, plus human trafficking, SA, um, um, hiring male workers to commit assaults. Like, dude, SAs, yeah. And he forked it up too. He dropped a crap ton of money. So, you know, there's some truth into it. There's some, yeah, the receipts, right? So there's a paper trail and everything. So I don't know. Uh, apparently, supposedly they like they did a settlement. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, yeah, he settled. He paid a. Uh, I know he was offering her thirty mil, 
before mm-hmm. she turned it down. So it was probably a hundred million. Can you imagine just hundred well, million I mean, gone? Let's let's be honest, man. It's not gonna be the first time or the last time that a celebrity pays for a settlement. You know what I mean? Instead of going to court. Yeah. And so a lot of those people, a lot of celebrities that and then you know, I'm not saying that they're all guilty or innocent. I'm just saying that sometimes it's better to pay them off than to actually go to the court and like stay in the Yeah, house. but a hundred million? Ain't yeah. no fucking court that gonna cost a hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, I'm gonna say none of that, just not in this case, but like in other cases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Michael you Jackson, know. I think he paid like 150. Mm-hmm. But that was over time, right? With like everybody, mm-hmm. right? So uh, yeah, I believe so. It wasn't just like one person. I think I heard Steelers fan do the 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 Michael Jackson laugh. I don't know if you guys heard it. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do All this. Right. Let's hit this. Uh, good luck to whoever wins this. Boom. Is it, is it me? It's, it's me. It's totally me. I forgot to answer. Better, what's, it better not be Steelers. Pam H. Way to go. Way to go. Email us, Pam. Hit us up at drunkturkeyshow at gmail.com. It's, it's moving in the uh, banner below us. Send us your shipping information, and we'll have this sent out to you uh, probably by the end of this week. Nice. I'm looking for Pam H.'s comment. Watch it be like that first one. Remember the first comment we had? Where it says, I don't watch these guys in the war because I can't. Oh. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> I know it's not that, Pam. I know you're not that. But <laughs> uh, uh, we had a comment. Wait. All right. Here it is. I used to believe all the crap about Brian Koberger, but now seeing reflections, there's no way he killed any of them. He may have been there only. Nah. Uh, I don't know. But <laughs> Big Blue, there it is. There it is. And is that like a high school football team? college? No, is that the Eagles? You're an Eagle fan. Okay, I guess we run it again. You, <laughs> I want to send you a black and yellow beanie. Not just kidding. <laughs> uh, Keystone right. State. So I'm a Steeler fan. I'm a Steeler fan. Yeah, send us that email. She, she get the blue beanie. Send her the blue beanie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Heather. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. We appreciate all you guys in the live chat, you all go. you members. Um, we, we need to do this more often. And, um, we will. We will. We'll be doing this um, probably the next couple of weeks. I want to do another one. You guys got any final words for everybody? Uh, just thanks to everybody. Um, you know, hopefully we get to do this a lot more often, but it's been kind of hectic on everybody's schedule. Yeah. But yeah, these are always fun. And then we're gonna we're gonna probably bring up more stuff to give away. So tune in. Yeah, tune thank in. you. Y'all take care. Y'all have a good rest of your Sunday. Enjoy that football. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Oh yeah. And and if you hear me talking about Kim, it's about Pam. See y'all later. <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, that was supposed to end right on time. Totally messed up. Is this still going? It's still.